You're listening to the Sporting Heroes podcast. My name's Matt Jones and this afternoon uh, my guest in the studio is somebody who won a bronze medal at the Rio 2016 Olympics. But on top of that, she has got so many more medals uh, in her trophy cabinet. It is a warm welcome uh, to sprinter Anika Anora. Hi, how are you? Very well, thanks. Great to have you in. Uh, you've recently retired. I have. So let's talk a little <laughs> bit about your career, first of all. You must yeah. be so proud of what you achieved. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I had a pretty long and, like, really <laughs> um, good, great career. You know, I'm proud of what I achieved. Um, I got a lot of medals along the way. Um, and I'm also able to look back on, you know, the good moments and the good times and um yeah a lot of happy memories you know it, it took it took a lot of guts to do what I've done what I've done over the years you know it was almost 20 years of my life <laughs> um so yeah now it's time to just like hang up the spikes <laughs> so sprinting was your forte obviously got the yeah. uh, 400 uh, 4 by 400 meter uh, yeah. medal at Rio mm-hmm. when did you first get into running um when I was at school so um I went to Archbishop Band school and it was sports day and I would basically just kill all the events. <laughs> so it was like 100, 200 metres. Didn't really like the 400, but I'd end up doing it anyway because it was like a win. Uh, shot put. Um, and then there was a local coach at the um, track at sports day this particular day at Liverpool Harriers and he told me to come along. So I went down to the track the next day and yeah, I loved it. I never looked back. When was the first moment then you thought, I'm actually really fast. I could I could make it here. Um, gosh. Uh, oh, actually, I know it's the English Schools Championships in. Gosh, I'm, I'm saying my age, but yeah, it's 2001. <laughs> so the English Schools is like a mini Olympic. So that's where you find like the next, you know, track and field superstars. Um, because like you have county championships, and then you have um. So it's best counties within the UK, within England, basically. And it was always a London team that I was up against, like London athletes, you know, Southern-based athletes. Um, but I won and I beat them all. Um, yeah, and then from that moment, I was like, I think I'm actually quite good at this. <laughs> and then literally the next week, I got my first GB call-up. So um, it was like a nice little transition. How proud a moment is that for any athlete, that first GB call-up? Oh, it's major. It really, really is. Like you know I've been to countless championships and I never get tired of you know receiving the letter the phone call you know um the mail through the post um the kit the you know brand new kit that you get to wear you get to you just get to wear the kit with honor and pride um that you know only a small number of people in in the country or the world I've got had the opportunity to do and I've done it several times over <laughs> and I'm guessing that call only gets slightly topped by the call that you go into the olympics Slightly. <laughs> yeah, um, the Olympics is probably the big one. Um, I've been to three. I've medaled at the last one. Um, so, to, you know, even that, it never gets old. The Olympics is always my favourite just because it's a multi-sport event. Um, in track and field, it can be quite isolated. You know, um, there's only two championships we get to compete we get to see other sports and that's um, Commonwealth and the Olympics. So anytime I'm in a multi-event champ- uh, championship, I always love watching other sports, other athletes. Not everyone, you know, has got the same body shape. You know, you've got like swimmers, you've got like weightlifters, um, taekwondo. Like it's just, yeah, it's just wonderful to see. And everyone comes from different backgrounds, different cultures, and it just brings everyone together. So three Olympics, that would have been Beijing, London and Rio, is that right? That's correct. What was London like to compete at? 
oh, it was amazing. It was a dream. It really was. I couldn't even hear myself in the stadium. Um, I think, I, honestly, it still shocks me now that I got to compete in a home games because not many people get to do it. And even when you speak to like the older athletes, like my peers who've, you know, retired from the sport many years ago, they always said the same thing. Like they would give any opportunity to compete in a home Olympics. And, and I did it. And I also went to two other ones as well. So <laughs> it was great. Well, there are kids growing up now who are maybe getting into athletics for the first time, who even they won't get to compete in a home Olympics in this country, most likely, because yeah. it's it's not going to be here for, for years and years. So it is a moment in time that I guess so many athletes are going to look back on and go, that was the pinnacle almost. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I think we only we only get it like every 50, 60 years, <laughs> which is which is, you know, unfortunate. But I guess, you know, you have to rotate it around the world. So I, I guess it, it kind of evens out. But um, yeah, but you, it, there's no reason why you still cannot be inspired by um, the Olympic movement. And, um, you know, I was watching, you know, 92 Olympics and that's where I first saw Linford Christie. Um, Daley Thompson is, you know, one of my heroes um, because he he was a decathlete, so he did multi-events, but he also won Olympic gold back to back. I think to win Olympic gold in track and field is one thing, but then to do it consecutively mm. in the next, you know, four years later is huge. Like it's, it's honestly, it's a massive achievement and there's only like a handful of people who've been able to do it. So yeah. And he's, he's a fellow Brit as well. So it's amazing. Absolutely. We'll get on to who your sporting hero is in a moment, but we fast forward four years to Rio and you get that bronze medal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Britain has got this incredible heritage, certainly over the last 20 years in relay racing. So did you go into it thinking we've got a good chance here? Yeah, definitely. You know, off the back of 2015, so 12 months prior, um, we won bronze at the World Championships in Beijing. And that was actually my first world medal. So I'd been to five championship, five world champs prior to that one. And... um, yeah I was like okay yeah let's do this let's do this and then once we got the Beijing medal I was like yeah like it's always like uh, USA Jamaica Britain USA Jamaica Britain um and that had been the last couple of championships so going into Rio there was no reason why but then there was a couple of teams who were always you know you know trying to get that last medal because you know USA Jamaica are so far behind and you've got every other country battling for third so all we needed to do was maintain that going into Rio and we did and we got that that bronze medal what was it like when you'd all crossed the line and you, you knew you'd got it it was relief more than anything it <laughs> honestly was it was a shame actually because it was like the second to last event so there was hardly anybody in the stadium um but then when we got our medal in the podium after we did press you know in into our press conference and then we went back out um for the presentation there was like a swarm of Brits like <laughs> like people who just stayed behind and you know people from the BOA and um from UK Athletics who were there watching in the stadium and they were just so proud to see us collect our medals so it was um even though you know it was only a couple couple of hundred people in the stadium it was still like one of the proudest moments to just be on that state on that podium in the Olympics where's the medal now uh, it's here Got yeah. it with you. Yeah, yeah, it was it was here, it's here. So um I've been doing the rounds today, so everyone wants to well, see let's it. Let's have a look at this. <laughs> it's a bit heavy, you don't want to drop it. <laughs> it's in a lovely wooden case, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So this is uh I mean, you must be so proud of it. Where's yeah. it, where's it stay at home? Uh, it doesn't stay at home because people <laughs> know where I live. <laughs> um it's it goes in in a safe. So we have a safe with a bank um, and all the all the Olympic medalists from Rio were given a safe um 
bye bye and quit I won't name um <laughs> and they um they give us all one so mine usually goes in there but I bring it out every so often for like people like yourself. Oh, it's lovely. It's got a, a nice uh, green ribbon on it, but then you get the bronze with the uh, 31st Olympiad in Rio 2016 and then the uh, the logo of the Olympics as well. It's a fantastic thing, it really. It's very heavy. Thank you. Yeah, you can take it out. It doesn't bite. <laughs> it's very heavy. <laughs> every- Oh gosh, I thought it was the wood that was <laughs> no, heavy. No, <laughs> everyone says exactly the same thing. So that's why I was like, in order for you to experience it, you have to like pick it up and see it. Well, you know it's real then, don't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Radio City Talk. You are listening to Full Time and I am doing a sporting hero. So let's get on to, to who your sporting hero is. Uh, you must have had plenty of role models growing up during that time because Britain had some very decent track and field athletes, as you've already mentioned. Yeah, there was there was a lot. There was quite a few. Um, you got obviously Daley Thompson, you got Kelly Holmes, uh, Linford Christie. Um, there was yeah, there was there's quite a few. But my main one has got to be Denise Lewis. Um, I remember watching her back in 2000 when she won gold for Great Britain at the Sydney Olympics, and I just she was just like my idol. You know, she's, um, you know, I always have a huge respect for athletes to do the decathlon and the heptathlon, doing all these, you know, seven to nine events and putting your body under so much wear and tear. Um, but yeah, she was, she just smashed it in, in Sydney. Um, and she's one, she's favourite to medal. We didn't know which colour she was going to get, but she's definitely favourite to medal. And yeah, she got the goal. So just seeing her, I was like, that was that was probably what kicked it off for me to be like, yeah, I want to be an Olympian. I want to get to the Olympic Games. And, you know, it's nice when you see someone like that. It, it's it's like a very proud moment to see. So I'm glad I was, I was there. Not in, not in Sydney, obviously, but I was, I was glued to the TV watching her compete. So it was definitely... Um, one of my favourite moments. Even at those early hours in the morning, it must have been. Do you know what? I was, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I had school. I only had school. It was like September. <laughs> so it was only the first couple of weeks of school. Um, but it's the Olympic Games. And, and I think, um, I know I know what it's like now. Because a lot of people who follow the sports and follow different events, they, they watch um, the championships or the games regardless of the timetable so people are, if you're like a massive sport enthusiast they're like i don't care about sleep <laughs> you know i've already booked off work for like you know six six months in advance i want to be able to like watch you know all the sports consecutively and that's that's the phone calls i was getting in video because i think my olympic final wasn't on until like 11 o'clock at night rio time so it was like th- three four o'clock in the morning in the uk so by the time i'd rang home everyone was still awake like my mum was still awake and all, all my sisters and my brothers were awake so it was nice to see you know that that they were you know watching and they didn't care about sleep in that moment people like denise lewis what she did for british sport at that moment was huge and i imagine that there are hundreds of other athletes around this country and many others who are competing solely because of the kind of achievements that she's done definitely you know um we've got we're very very fortunate to have you know a very rich sport and talent when it comes to um women's heptathlon so after denise it was you know kelly silverton after kelly silverton it was um jessica ennis hill and then currently you know current world champion katarina johnson thompson you know local local scout scale and uh, my team well former teammate now but um yeah just to see her progression over the years like she was the same as me you know she came down was coached by Stan Roberts um, at, at Liverpool Harriers and just to see her progression now and um, going into a third Olympics as world champion I mean you can't ask for anything more than that so yeah she's um, she, and she's going to be up there with with the best 
Absolutely. Um, just before I let you go, you must have met Denise Lewis on many, many occasions. Did she live <laughs> up to your expectations on the first time? Can you remember being nervous? Yeah, I was nervous because I bought her book after... She released a book after Sydney, I think. And yeah, after she had a first child. So I remember seeing her like at some event and I was like, oh my gosh, it's Denise Lewis. <laughs> and, you, you know, they always say like, never meet your idols. But she was so nice and she was so lovely. And then every time I've seen her, she's always just been really nice. She's very humble. Um, and she's she just loves the fact that like, she always gives me, you know, words of encouragement. She, you know, when I moved from sprint to 400, she was like, I like what you're doing. You know, you know, the fact that I was winning medals, she was like, keep going, you know. And, you know, even when I was, I, I moved to 400 and people were saying like, you know, maybe you should stop or this, that and the other, or maybe it's not for you or whatever. She was like, no, prove everyone wrong. You know, just do it. It doesn't matter about no one else. So she's like huge you know you need words of encouragement encouragement like that but also from your peers who probably also went through the same thing as well so um no she's she's lovely really nice she's a sporting idol she really is uh, for what she achieved uh, during her career and uh, a great sporting hero to have so thank you for picking her and you can also congratulations on a wonderful career yourself as well thank you cheers sprinter anika anora who joined me for the sporting heroes podcast uh, my name's matt jones great to have her on the show and if you like what you've just heard hit the subscribe button you'll hear loads more in the coming weeks